Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance. It's true. Hello, and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. And this is Devin Leary. You guys... This is what I love about Bachelor in Paradise. The Bachelor and Bachelor Nation is a joke. And Bachelor in Paradise seems to be the only show that's in on the joke. It just embraces how ridiculously stupid the Bachelor franchise is. And at the same time, the stakes are real. It's basically a horror comedy. And it feels good to be back. It really does. I doubted it. I thought, I'm so sick of The Bachelorette. The last season of The Bachelorette with... Gabby and Rachel was hell to get through. I literally felt like I went on a hike that I did not ask to be on. And now I'm back to ground and they they show me another mountain. And I think I'm not ready. Little do I know that I'm immediately going to be introduced to Hunter, who admits that she has IBSD and IBSC, that she has both, and that she's scared shitless when she announces it from the toilet. Little do I know that Johnny from Gabby's season is going to release a music video, which if he had released in high school would have fully ruined his life. Little did I know Kira, who kind of acts like she was hit by a rock, was going to audition for an OnlyFans account on the show. Not to shame OnlyFans, but she's just acting really strange. You know, I was really excited to be back in paradise. Then six hours later, I was a little bit feeling a loss of touch with reality because I watched basically three episodes in a row. Yeah. And when you watch the show for six straight hours, you start to become more malleable to theories like flat earth 
or if you're saying that your brain starts to go to mush, I completely agree. Um, yeah, no, it, it's making me dumber. That's for sure. I'm not because you are who you're with. So when I'm spending time yes. with Jacob, who dresses like Tarzan and says things like, I definitely could get my arms bigger. I mean, I could definitely get my shoulders bigger. I mean, I am the bachelor of paradise. Yeah, I feel stupid. I feel stupider because as much as I want to make fun of them, look at me. Look at me sitting on my couch and watching them with my dog. Um, look at my pile of books that I'm not reading. But yes, yeah, so to jump to Jacob, he's a big old loser, dresses like Tarzan. He's giving girls eyebrow tips. He's saying like, hey, girls, don't pluck your eyebrows. I'm like, babe, cut your hair, cut your ponytail off. If I was your friend, I would walk up behind you with a pair of scissors. And I mean, that's probably assault that I would cut your ponytail off. It's sad that he exists and that at least... 95% of the girls on the island are at one point going to go over to him and like make out with him in a moment of weakness. Like it's starting to happen slowly. Like all the girls have their moment where they're like, all right, I guess I'll just fucking try with Jacob. And they like start to hook up with him and he's always into it. And then they start crying because they realize that they haven't found a lasting connection with anyone. He's also, he shows up completely naked with like a leaf over his dick. And I, I thought the stunts. aren't we done we're done yeah, with stunts. that. I'm so sick of guys showing up naked and being like, I'm a goofball, obviously. <laughs> I don't care what you think about me. And I'm doing something crazy. And everyone goes, oh, my God, is he naked? Yes, he is. We're going to see this every season. They probably offer it to the guys. Kenny did it last season. It was not interesting. If a guy showed up completely naked, I would say, what is what is the deficit in your personality? I don't care if you have a big dick. What What is wrong with your personality? that you think you need to do that. That's your conversation starter. That's how desperate you are for a conversation starter. If a man showed up naked anywhere, I would call 911, unfortunately, immediately. I don't think they have 911 on Paradise. I think they what just have- What is the number for 911 in Paradise? The number is for Wells Adams. And then he dresses up in cosplay as like a first responder and then like does a bit about pretending to help you when you're oh like bleeding gosh. out and dying on the beach. But wait, let me say one thing. How badly do you miss the guest celebrity hosts from last season when Lil John came to the beach and was Lance like, Bass. okay, <laughs> Lance Bass, who I don't really need to see anywhere. I've never said, oh, where are the rest of the members of NSYNC? You know, I, I honestly would rather see the members of Backstreet Boys than Lance Bass. But Lance Bass <laughs> shows up and, and at least I'm interested. Jesse Palmer shows up. I have my theories about him. I'm sure he has conservative values. I know where, do, he voted where, do, for where Trump. does he come from? Where does he come from? What's he was? I think he had a season of The Bachelor. I think he, he's some. He was from, The Bachelor. I think so. OK. Wells Adams should obviously be the host. He at least knows how to do it. Do I think he's like cheesy? Yes. But he's at least more sociable and does not look like he was grown in a lab. Like, at least he has real human, you know, when um, Amy Adams holds up the sign that says human in Arrival. Like, that's how <laughs> I feel about Wells. He at least, he, I recognize him as human. Well, him him and that girl, Sarah Highland, are just, like, making a career out of being personalities on dating shows now. What is she on? She's, like, the host of Love Island US, which is really depressing. It's like... That is sad. Okay, so... We have Shanae. We have a villain. All right. So Shanae is remember I tried to tell you about her when I went back and yes. watched Clayton season. So you, this is when she's a shitster. But I'm starting to feel like that thing where like you like tell your friends how crazy your family member is and then your friends meet them and they're like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, she's really nice. You know, like 
That's how I feel about Shanae because I told you how nuts she is. And then on this, she's trying to correct the narrative. She is, and you know what she's doing, and a, a really good job. She's hiding her crazy, and 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 as someone who has tried to do that before, it's not easy. But she's doing a great job, and um, I think because Bachelor in Paradise is basically like the freak show of the bachelor everyone says they're trying to get engaged on bachelor in paradise but like they're really all there to hook up at least that's what i think bip is meant for um and i think guys are attracted to her a because she's very attractive but also because she's clearly a freak in bed yes she's also really like the paradise really shows the difference between like the natural beauties and the people who like really put in work on the a lot bachelor of filler, shows with a lot makeup. of filler on that beach because Sinead clearly doesn't really put on a stitch of makeup on the beach and she like looks amazing every single day whereas someone like sorry to say lace who i <laughs> i love lace who's we're, we're obviously team lace if lace I'm gets team engaged lace. by the end of this i will throw a party in her honor because I'm it will be so unlikely <laughs> I'm team lace. And the one time I've ever been team Jacob slash Tarzan is when he gave her a rose and said that she's iconic. He was like, you're just as beautiful as you are iconic. And I was like, the fact that he knows that she's iconic, not even watching the full scope. He didn't when he said that he hadn't even seen the moment where she was called loose <laughs> by, by Logan. He hadn't even seen that. And he by accident, it was not was an iconic. insult. It was when she was pretending it was her birthday. Because Which I love. No one is paying attention to her, so she decided to pretend it was her birthday. She operates on all my worst impulses. <laughs> and then she goes, Logan goes, what did he say? He's like, something, something loose. And she goes, why do you call me Lewis? And he's so serious. Like, you would he's think. He's so embarrassed. He's like, no, don't do this. He goes, no, please, please. But also, I'm like, how do you keep it? It's like, he's Keenan from SNL. It's like, how do you keep a straight face? He doesn't shake his expression at all. And she's sitting there going loose, loose. Yeah. And the f- interesting thing about this season is that there's an age range, which, the, which there usually isn't. So one of the guys, the dad, Michael, I believe he is yes. 38 years old and he's currently talking to a 26 year old, you know, okay, the really tall guy. I know. I do like that. That's a really cute couple. Yeah. Okay. They're really cute. Um, and then there's the <laughs> really you. tall guy who I think is really hot. We rarely see him, but if I was there, even though Wait, he kind of looks that? like Casey. Oh, Casey. Yeah. He's really tall. He says he's 37, but I do think he also could be Abraham Lincoln reincarnated. And he is kind of putting it out there, but he's one of those nice guys who I think is getting overlooked because he's not offering enough drama. Well, or Michael much is so old that when he talks about the girls on the beach, he says, my first impressions, youthful, vibrant, energetic. <laughs> I was like, you are a hundred years old. He's like, why does everybody want to stay up past nine? But it's so cute when Michael's talking to Sierra, though, because he talks about his wife who's passed and Sierra is totally giving him space to do that. I feel like most women, maybe not most, some, I think most women would be understanding. I think some women would be threatened by like someone still having feelings for someone who's not in their life anymore, whether it's through divorce or through them passing. And she is sort of talking to him about how much his, how lonely he must feel. And she's crying, talking to him about it. And I almost got emotional just because of how empathetic she was being. Um, And he was being so sweet too. 
he was being really sweet too and really open and talking about his vulnerability. And I thought it was really almost belonged on a different show. I was like, this is what should be taken seriously and belongs on The Bachelor. Like she should meet Michael's kids. They should just leave together and try to go for it. Besides that, because that's just really sweet. And I, I think that they have a chance of being engaged at the end. I really want to talk about um, the star of this, which is Genevieve, who's bringing an amount of chaos to the beach that I appreciate as someone who, you know, she goes after Justin. Justin goes on a date with Victoria F, who, if you guys don't remember Victoria, she was the one who said that she hooked up with a country singer that was her ex-boyfriend um, when she was on Peter's season. And when the country singer was later asked about her, he said they had a one-night stand. And he didn't understand why she was being so crazy. Then Victoria did find out after her season aired that she, I think, modeled for a White Lives Matter t-shirt. Wait, so is this like a brand? Like, <laughs> I don't know, but she's wearing a White Lives Matter hat, WLM. Oh, okay. And she says, well, good it's, to know because we I, love I, Marlins. My intention was only to support an endangered species. That is stop, one way to say, stop, I know, stop. I know, I know. <laughs> My intention was only to support an endangered species. Sorry, I guess I was trying to species? save the world or white people, <laughs> white people, white men, their jobs, their freedoms, their power. I'm not here to be a, um, Lana Del Rey defender, but I will say Lana Del Rey commented on in his Instagram account and I can't repeat her full comment verbatim. But one of the things she said was, this is a loss for our culture. And I do feel that I loved his music so much and seeing him pose in those white lives matter hoodies. I was like, what a loss that you've just completely gone insane. Okay. I, agree, I don't even want to pay him any more attention. That's the thing. I'm like, I agree, but I think everyone commenting on it and like, People be like Gigi Hadid being like Kanye. You're right. Could, you're whatever. Right. It's like he's not going to be like, oh, you know what? Now that you guys mention it, I We're see exactly what you're saying. He's he just wants attention. And he's Kelly Benson on Scary Island. Yes. When Sonia says we're okay. being mean. So she's crazy and we're not. Wait, is that what Sonia said? She's <laughs> yes. crazy and we're saying and now, and now we're, we're all being mean. Ganging up we're getting up on her. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sonia is so smart. I wish she, she was here right now. I watching some of the old Roni, you really see how Sonia um, started and it's crazy. First of all, she's a model. Second Stunning. of all, she's bringing sanity. She's a little like quirky, but she's nowhere near the Grey Gardens episodes that are to come. Anyway, to get back to Bachelor in Paradise, God bless Sonia. Devin did pay American dollars to have Sonia leave me a cameo once after a surgery. And when I say Sonia gave it the least effort possible. I mean it. <laughs> I've purchased three cameos from her. She never puts in more than the absolute bare minimum. And I kind of respect that as someone who can do that in my own life in certain ways. Sure. But yeah, she really like, it's almost like she just like had to look at her phone to remember what your name was. Like she was like, so, um, uh, uh, Carolina, Carolina. Okay. <laughs> she, it was kind of like, yeah, you're uh, wishing the best to children who are about to do a play. She's like, oh, and your friend Devin loves you. Oh, my God. So cute. Okay. <laughs> um, she, I think she literally had a book in her lap. Like, I'm, I need to go back to reading uh, Jody Pickled or something. Yes, exactly. I want true romance. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. So back to Genevieve. Genevieve talks to Justin and then I identify with this. Sorry to say she completely falls apart when he goes on a date with Victoria white lives matter model and is just like, if he has any doubt I'm done. I, she was crying all day. She looked like she had just come through a war zone. She was so distraught. And at first I was upset about this, but then I realized that once I lost full 10 pounds from a guy rejecting me who I never kissed. So now I, I know. No, do you know how hard it is to lose 10 pounds? This I know, guy, that's what I'm saying. That's not even a humble brag. That's fully insane. I did not even kiss this person. And when I found out that he was like n- not really interested in me, I acted as though a, a dear loved one had passed. But then, in a great twist of fate, this is why I love the show, Aaron, my crush, and James, the bros, quote unquote, show up to the beach episode three, And Genevieve is so quick to cast Justin aside. He's like, 
um, are you interested in anyone? And she does the best performance of a lifetime. This is after her crying over Justin being like, you have to be sure about me or I'm done. And when Aaron, uh, asks like, are you sure about anyone? She's like, um, yeah, I mean, me and Justin have been talking a little bit, but I think we're both open to dating. I was like, how is she going to do this? How is she going to play this? And I would have done the exact same thing. I would have been like, um, I guess me and Justin have been talking. Yeah, there's something there, but I'm so open to exploring. So, yeah, there's these two things that happen in paradise that if anything should be a lesson to us that people can change, which is on the one hand, we have the villains from the seasons who come on and often show themselves to not be villains or show a better side of themselves. And then there's the people who come across totally sane and normal and cool on their seasons of bachelor and bachelorette. And then they come to paradise and completely lose their minds. And that, that latter version is Genevieve because she actually was played as Shanae's foil kind of like she was like the one who was like, okay, Shanae's like crazy and she's a bully and she needs to leave. Genevieve was the girl's girl. She was, everyone loves her. She's normal. She's sane. She completely loses it over Justin. The first two episodes to the extent that when Sally's suitcase shows up, which is a whole nother thing. And like, there's like this suitcase with this girl, Sally. And then she's immediately like, oh, well, Justin would definitely be into Sally. Like, I know he would. So great, great, great. And then Wells tells this long, intense role play, cosplay story about how this woman, Sally, was going to come on the show. But then she said she couldn't come to the producer's car because she had explosive diarrhea. And then she did come. But then she said she had to talk to her ex one more time. It was one of the most eventful. Poorly produced shows. I know the, the skit. Okay, the skit was bad, but the story was incredible. Like it I was, was incredible. I was wrapped W R A P T. But then immediately doesn't even skip a beat when the story is done. She goes, Okay, so she's still coming here. So she's still gonna fuck up all our chances. Like I need that. Like Genevieve is making everything about herself and whether it's gonna work with Justin. And then he gives her a rose and it's like nothing ever happened. Like she's then literally the next day <laughs> she goes. So from yesterday to today, I am a different person. And that's true. She's like, actually, you know what? Everything is kind of fluid. And don't you think like it's really pointless to define anything with a label? Don't you guys think like she is like a completely different person all of a sudden? And I'm obsessed. I love her. I love at one point she's just walking and goes, I want to be engaged (laughs) out of nowhere. And I was like, that's completely me. I am Kim from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, who looks at Kyle and goes, I want to have another baby. <laughs> and Kim, Kyle goes, Kim. And Kim goes, no, I want to travel. <laughs> so I, I, I'm excited about Genevieve. She's also adorable. She's like the cutest girl. She has like huge ears, but she's also really hot. What? Yeah, she has like big old ears. Okay, but she's so Carolina, cute. what? <laughs> she does. She's she really has big cute. old ears, but she's really cute. Okay. To touch back on Sally and how she's not present yet, I do just want to say that Sally's suitcase goes up and the girls go up and look at the suitcase like dogs sniffing around an object they don't know. They're like, what is it? It was Catholic school bullying vibes. It was Catholic and school bullying vibes. Why Lace represents the worst of my impulses is that she, with a completely straight face, just starts opening the suitcase and her and Genevieve just start throwing things out of it. And one of the things that is brought is a waffle maker. Honestly, Sally is intriguing based on her suitcase contents alone. Extensions, waffle maker, and vibrator. Extensions that Genevieve immediately throws across the room. I was like, we are wasting no time being chaotic here. 
Um, And then a vibrator that everyone touches that Kira then takes to the boom boom room, which I'm like, I'm not a prude, but why is everyone holding on to a used vibrator? I I don't understand that. And I don't understand the impulse to like laugh at that hysterically. Also, like another one of the girls, I forget which one goes, oh, I didn't know we were allowed to have those here. I was like, is this like a puritanical (laughs) like is this conversion therapy camp? I'm confused. So, yeah, that was dark and also like what (laughs) so then when they go to but also i loved that lace was the instigator of this because she goes and she's like guys sally's no she goes you have to come look in the room and they're like why is there a crab is there a bug in there and she goes no it's a person it's about a person and then everyone starts running and she's like guys why are you running stop running (laughs) they're like you just told us there's a weird person in the room and then they go down and get that story from Wells. And I really do hope Sally does come. But it also sounds like almost like, why are we laughing at this? Like her dynamic with that ex sounds scary. Kind of <laughs> like it sounds I don't very know. chaotic. Basically, a producer goes to the house to get Sally. Sally, um, she's supposed to go to the airport with them. And a producer was sent to make sure she went, which I was like, who is she? Like Julia Roberts? Like, why? Why is there so much anxiety into getting her to the beach? A man answers the door and says, Sally's not there. Then Sally calls the producer saying that she has to go to her ex-boyfriend's house first. The producer takes her to her ex-boyfriend's house. She which says, why, by the way, why, why was the producer like, okay, no, why is there this amount stop. of energy put into these people? They're not A-list stars. I hate to say And then this is the crazy part. The producer then goes into the trunk. So the ex-boyfriend won't see at this point, no matter how much I love my job producing Bachelor of Paradise, I would be like, not my problem. I'm out of here. We can find another blonde, I believe, from the franchise to replace her. Yeah. Anyway, and so Sally um, then goes into her ex-boyfriend's house. The producer is in the trunk for four hours. Then when they go to the airport the next day, they check in the bag. And she is on the phone with her ex crying and ends up not going. So we are going to see her later. But at this point, I'm like, she's in a toxic back and forth situation of someone she's been engaged to and not engaged to. I don't wish that a situation on anyone. We've all been in situations that are hard to um, extract ourselves from. And they're usually not good. I mean, I've never been in a trunk for four hours but <laughs> but uh, yeah. i've never been in a trunk for four <laughs> hours i've never put anyone in a trunk for four hours so at least i have that bragging right so she's looming over our heads she is looming over our heads but what i'm really waiting is for lace to make her move you know right now you know justin maybe being sent home i love how mopey the guys get when the girls have their roses like at one point justin <laughs> is just laying on a day bed with his head on a pillow looking like he lost his favorite toy. Um, Logan, who I am so confused why the girls are obsessed with him. It's such proof that like with a girl, you have to be hot. You have to be a former beauty queen to be a contestant on this show for a guy to be hot. You literally have to just uh, throw a rock in a coffee shop. And it's like three girls have their heart broken over him. I know. And they all kind of blend to get like that Abraham Lincoln guy, Logan, all these people. I think Logan is ugly. Fair to say. Potentially ugly. At one point when, so Logan's into Shanae and 
First of all, let me say something about these dates because Sinead goes on a date with Logan where they literally just go to a bar and dance. I'm okay with that. Like, it makes me relieved. I'm tired of the pandemic. I'm no, I'm but, not okay. Going- the public pool date. <laughs> That's actually depressing. The other yeah. date that Sinead goes on the double date with Genevieve and Aaron and James. They go to a fucking public pool and eat nachos off a table like I would be gone from there. I would be too. And it honestly took me a second to realize that was their date. You thought it was just like some sort of like they were picking up someone's nephew from camp or something. (laughs) I thought, yeah, I thought they were babysitting a group of kids. No, I (laughs) thought they were uh, at like the paradise pool. Then it took me a second to be like, wait, they're at like a water aerobics class in an old age home. I was so confused. Yeah, it's really it's something else. I listen, what I get from Bachelor in Paradise is dating via osmosis. Like I'm experiencing their high. I'm vicariously partying through them. I really like that they're going out and dating. And I I truly I was filled with endorphins just watching fucking Logan, who's a five at best, with Shanae, obviously like an eleven at a bar hanging out. I was Dancing. I was like, wow, people out together, crowd, all things that I used to not really be interested in. Um, <laughs> and this made that made you interested. And in that, that made me interested in it. Yeah. <laughs> Two white people dancing in Mexico saying, I think we're fitting in. I think we're really <laughs> fitting in. We are rewriting our love story. I know that the amount of times both Logan and I mean, Logan's acting like he has a villain story, too, when really his story is just that he disappeared from the cruise ship never to be seen again and then didn't explain it. But him <gasps> and Shanae go back and forth so many times talking about how how brave they are for rewriting their stories on the Bachelor franchise. It's just so funny. I'm like, can you imagine being like, I didn't know who my husband was supposed to be. But then one of my one of the options got covid. So I decided I wasn't supposed to marry him. Yeah. Like I eliminated him because simply he got COVID and um, that couldn't really work with our production schedule. <laughs> I can't really comprehend that. I'm not going to lie. I want true romance. Hacks is back for season three. And so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. 
Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Okay, so Ashley, I, and Jared entering the beach in episode three. <laughs> what are they doing there? We're supposed to watch this as a couple, like, get their spark back? I know, they they do this, I thought, because they've done this in the past where they, like, bring up a couple who, like, has already gotten married from the show and everyone's like, oh my god, you guys are proof, you guys are proof that it works, the process works. But it was weird how they introed it this time, and no offense, like, Ashley and Jared are like not looking their best like they had kind of like splotchy makeup and like their clothes are wrinkled and they're like sweaty and they're basically like yeah we just had a baby and like we're really tired and we really want to like experience paradise and I was like wait this is depressing they just needed like a free vacation they also act as if Jared's like the prize like he goes if anyone is proof that you can, you know, be hopeful, it's her, meaning his wife. Like, she won me. And she seems to totally drink the Kool-Aid. Like, yeah, I really didn't know if it was going to work out, but it did. Okay, but this is the thing is, I did watch all the seasons of them, and, like, I think it's safe for me to say, like, she is fully unhinged. And she did, she is proof that, like, if you just are persistent enough, like, he basically multiple times was, like, I am not interested in you anymore. I was I I'm glad we had the relationship we did, but I'm seeing other people. I'm not interested anymore. And she just repeatedly was like crying to him, trying to like find the right moment to seduce him over and over again, over and over again for years. And then finally he proposed to her. So I think all the girls are like, it's possible. Like you can make it happen, which I do think that is hopeful. Not even just from girl size. A lot of guys just push their will through to make a relationship work. That doesn't. I love the sight of it because it is just a warning sign. And by the way, what further proof do you need that Ashley I is unhinged than the fact that she calls what happened manifesting? She goes, oh, you know, yeah. I'm good at That's manifesting. That's a red flag word. That's a red flag word. I'm going to manifest for you. I'm going to make what I want to happen happen no matter what is what she's saying. But basically she sits down with the girls. So Jill, the one who's like the cat lady or whatever, like she Speaking of unhinged, I'm very confused. Okay, so this is the thing. There's multiple couples this season who clearly like met before. I thought that used to be taboo that it was like, okay, if you met before the show and are basically just coming on paradise to like date each other and no one else, like that's not supposed to be allowed. Yet 
multiple couples this season seemingly are just openly like, yeah, we met at Stagecoach. We met before and like we've been through a lot. So Jill is like, well, Romeo and I have been through a lot. He got me through one of the toughest times of my life. And now I'm confused why he's talking to other girls. And then Romeo has a mental breakdown that everybody ignores where he's fully <laughs> sobbing and can't stop. Ask and every- random girls to basically like give them if he can give them his rose. And they're all like, oh, no. And he's just like, OK. And then everybody's like, oh, is, is Romeo crying anyway? So, whoa, a crab, <laughs> another crab on the beach. Like they just don't care. But then- he's fully sobbing, putting his head down on a table and sobbing. Girl being like, are you OK? And then he offers Jill his rose and she goes, yes, I will take this, but only because I know nothing is guaranteed in paradise, which I was like, I know you think what you said clearly is like one of the deepest things that's ever been posited on national television. But like, I don't even understand what that means. Like, I'm I think it was this. literally her saying like, yeah, I'll t- I- I'm going to take this just because I want a rose. I thought it was actually pretty honest. And then immediately the next episode, she's just like, "Okay, fuck Romeo. I'll find. But I was like, I don't think he did anything to deserve this level of like. I do. I do. Wait, what's so bad, though? So first of all, I wouldn't say this if they didn't have a connection prior to the beach, but they have a connection prior to the beach. He was annoying me because he was doing that guy thing of Kira wanted to talk to him, even though he had a thing with Jill. She steals Jill's drink and he's kind of going he he's doing the casual whoa what's happening that guys do when they're being fond over but don't want to look like they're encouraging it and so he kind of looks scared to make a decision either way while jill is kind of openly sure about him and gives him this chance after the kira thing doesn't work out then he pursues someone right in front of her which again would be fine but he should just be upfront about it with yeah. her like i know yeah. we have this history but i I really want to date on the beach. And if it works out between us, great. But let's give other things a chance. Just like Justin says to Genevieve, even though Genevieve obviously can't comprehend that either. Listen, I know the idea behind this show is to date. but And I also know that I would want the options of different guys on the beach. If I was dating Justin, I would totally take Aaron out still like Genevieve does. But to be a hypocrite, which I'm happily, I happily am. I also know the feeling of wanting a guy to be sure about me and being like, if you're confused, then we're not supposed to be together. No, I totally, that statement she made, like when I first heard her say it, I was like, okay, wow, that's like a beautiful thing to say. Like, I totally agree with that. And then I was like, but she met this man 24 hours prior. Like, she's like, if he's confused about whether he wants to marry me, then I'm done, which like fair. That was so funny of them being like, oh. Day two. Day two is rough. <laughs> I know. I know. They always. You're like, oh, yeah, you're going through a divorce day two from your husband. Yeah. You met day one. Yep. And she's like, I need some sort of validation. And he goes, I'm just looking at the cake because he means like, oh, well, that I gave was you so a cake. funny. He's like, just looking at the cake. Like <laughs> that. Somebody wow, else the effort. Cooked. The producer handed that to me. <laughs> I thought the producer suggested I give it to you. And um, now I'm just really bummed that I did. I am very excited. I really am. I thought, oh, goodness gracious, I have to watch three Bachelor in Paradise. How am I going to do it? Finish them this morning. It's actually I could easy. watch the fourth. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, it wasn't I was hard. able to achieve that dream. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I will say if anybody's not watching Sister Wives new season and listening to the Sister Sesh, Bitch Sesh offshoot, which is called Sister Sesh, where they talk about Sister Wives, please do yourself a favor and do that. Um, I'm feeling extremely invested in all the Bravo shows that are on right now. 
I feel actually like my cup runneth over with content right now. And not a single thing is a narrative piece of work. It's all reality TV. Um, and Potomac hasn't even come back on yet. I know that I, I, I thought it was coming back last week and it was hard to recover from realizing that it was not going <laughs> to be on, but we can't beggars can't be choosers. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of true romance. We'll be back next week with more of your greatest love stories, such as relationships between women like Kaylee, Shailene, Kira, Sally, Sally, <laughs> I am hopeful that we one day see a wedding special, just like Trista and Ryan from 20 years ago. I hope we get to see Sally in person. And clearly she's going to be without her extension. So we'll be seeing a more natural side to her. I'm excited for that. Hope she brings the batter. <laughs> hope she brings the batter. And I hope for more chaos. I, I We've only gotten three mental breakdowns. And I hope that Lace and Leashes her Joker character, like you suggested. She is the Joker, and I can't wait. Talk to you soon. Love you, Devin. Love you, bye. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true romance. It's true. True. Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.